Welcome everyone to the What's Going On People podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and today we have my special guest, James Gordon. He is a local Chicago actor. He is also a famous uh, poet. So, James, could you tell us a little bit about your uh, being a poet? Ooh, let me tell you, first and foremost, Derek, thank you for having me on. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in that will listen to this. Your ears, your eyes have just been invigorated with greatness. Um, I've been a poet, a published poet since 2009. The first book I wrote and published was The Confessional Heart of a Man, which has been likened to DMX's Is Dark and Hell is Hot, or, and or, uh, 50 Cent's first entry, um, Get Rich or Die Trying, very hard-hitting, very just straight at you type of poetry. uh, I performed in various venues. I hosted my own um, open mic, um, Poetry's Love Letter, for five years. Um, then I transitioned to storytelling uh, at the mall, where I have become a multiple storytelling champion and a, a three-time Grand Slam champion, winning the most recently winning the first ever regional championship, Grand Slam championship. Congratulations! In, in, uh, thank you, thank you, brother. So uh, and then from there. Now acting, um, where you people have probably see me in commercials, uh, Chicago Fire, Southside Empire, um, Amazon series The G, um, several things, several projects leading me now to crossing over to directing. So I'm, I've, I've, uh, I guess I'm killing the arts, as it were. Right. <laughs> yeah, I also um, I used to assistant direct. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, uh, and I just moved here uh, recently in June, and I assistant directed at uh, the community college I graduated at, and um, we did a Bright New Boise. You know that play? Um, I don't know if you heard that play. Um, it's uh, basically. I have. Go ahead. Enlighten me. No, no, enlighten me. I, uh, I have. Yeah, so it's a uh, basically about. Um, it, uh, we set it in a Hobby Lobby, and it was basically about, like, different um, perspectives uh, on religion and stuff. So okay. that's just, uh, you know, my relation to, like, directing, like you said. Um, cool. So uh, what is one thing uh, you find most joy in about storytelling? 
um, you can be honest. In storytelling, there's not any pretend to it. You can pretty much just reach back your own experiences. I've been fortunate to walk the planet for a number of decades. And so in that, I've traveled and seen things, experienced things, heard things, and all these things lend to stories under certain themes that I could tell. So it's real. It's honest. And the more real and honest you are, um, nine times out of ten, the more powerful your story comes across. And that's proved to be a winning formula. Right. So the honesty of it, the truth of it. Nice. And um, you said you uh, wrote a book, correct? I've, I've written 20 books. 20 um, books, nice. Yeah. Um, the first one was The Confessional Heart of a Man. And then they we crossed some genres. Most of the books have been poetry. Um, then I've got two um, children's books. Hi, my name is Bobo, and here comes Bobo and Scooter. And then uh, some in there have been erotic poetry, erotic slash sensual poetry. I've written a novel, a mystery suspense novel titled The Warmest Winter. Nice. Uh, and the rest were poetry books. So, yeah, yeah. I've dabbled in um, publishing books nice. and writing. I got one upcoming called Love During the Rona. So, awesome. Um, and when does, that, when does that release? I plan to re- release that December 1st, my birthday. Awesome. Um, what, uh, so you, we were talking and you said you just recently played the character of a homeless man. And, yes. Um, so did you find any difficulties in trying to prepare uh, for your character or how was that process for you? Good, great question. What I did was I went down, um, I remember my brother and I had driven past uh, Lawrence Avenue coming off of um, the Outer Drive. You come under the Vidoc. Lawrence and there are people with tents and everything set up. Right. So one day I went, I had some different clothes um, and I went down, I took some food and some water down and I sat down with some of the residents. I sat for a while, talked to them and what have you, passed out food, but just to sit there and get a feel for what that was like. What And, and, and it's a, it's very minuscule compared to what their everyday is. Right. But just to see, just to see and um, to say shell shock would be an understatement, but just I had an idea. I had some idea of what they went through, and I was able to translate that into uh, my character, Jason, um, that I played in the film, Low. Um, I don't know if you saw my live video, but there was an experience that happened. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle, we're in the middle of filming, right. and I'm down on the ground, I'm in my, I'm on my clothing, I'm on my uh, tarp, like, and my crate and my um, seat, um, suitcase is there. Right. This lady came out. This lady came out of her building, and I didn't know, and I was in the gangway, and I was, my legs were sprawled out, and I just saw her come out of her building. I had no, which, I had no idea which way she was going, and she came my way, and she stepped over me. She stepped right over me. Wow. I mean, and I'm, like, six feet tall. Right. But I'm, I'm sprawling out my legs, and had I known she was going to turn into this small gangway to drop her garbage off, I would have got out the way. I, if I knew she was coming, I would have at least slid my legs out the other way right. so they were on a diet. I would have done that. She stepped over me. And it was happening so fast, I had no idea. Like I said, I had no idea she was going to do that. And so when she was turning around to come back, I got up. And she said, you didn't have to get up. So she saw me 
She didn't see me. She saw me and, and, and made just it. just chose to a, step over you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. And so that, that was one of the things, and a couple of other crew members saw it. And it was just one of those things that stuck with me because, you know, it made you ask several questions. Was it because she perceived I was homeless? And there were, there were cameras were out there, people crew out there and what have you. Did she perceive that I was homeless and didn't matter? Right. Did she... Because she wasn't black and, and I am, did she not consider that? Was it because I was homeless and black, what she perceived? Or was she just a jerk? So many questions you could just ask and just, and I was there. And it's not anything I saw, it happened to me. Right. So that was, and it makes you think, how often does this happen during a day to people who are homeless? Right. And Jason's true story. Um, and he had a business, he got ill, um, he got divorced, you know, his wife took the business he had and he wound up not having health care and what have you. And, you know, being homeless is one, um, arduous situation, but being homeless with a pre-existing condition like diabetes, which diabetes is his own struggle. Right. Um, you have to say, Wow. So, and that's, that's what hopefully came across, will come across when uh, you guys see the film. Awesome. Um, and when does, when does the film come out? Well, because it's a graduate film, they're right. working on, there'll be a copy we'll be able to see in December. Awesome. So there'll be a rough copy, which I'll be able to share with. And um, yeah, I feel really, feel really good about the character. Haven't had a chance to play this character. Right. It's the first time I've ever done anything like that where it's really stretched. Cause it was raining and cold the other day right. um, on Tuesday. It was raining, snowy and cold. So I was in the elements right. and that was cool. You know? And that's so, yeah. just, that's just a little bit of what, you know, um, homeless people go through day and day in yes. their lives, you know, uh, rain, sleet, snow, sunshine, all Heat. that. Right. All that. Like all that, all that. So, uh, um, have yeah. you, have you been, um, a Chicago actor for long? Um, no, I started out doing background in 2014. Um, very first show I did background on was Chicago Fire. Nice. It was uh, September 13th. It was a Friday. And for the first few years, I did background work. Right. And it gave me experience to watch what happens on the set. And you get to be around, quote unquote, celebrities and these actors you see on TV. You get a chance to be seen on TV, perhaps not speaking, but still seen walking back and forth, sometimes featured. And then it just said, it gave me the inspiration to say, you know what? I believe I can do, you know, I believe I can be an actor. I believe I can do this. And so I started taking different indie films and such. Um, and then just started getting my chops together. Those things converted into, um, commercials and then finally network TV a few times and, series and so on and so forth commercials and now here we are in in the midst of it we're in the midst of doing it right so yeah yeah my first so maybe, uh, i apologize i didn't ask you a question directly so started no, in 2014 good. as a background actor and first roles were i don't know maybe 16 17 i got my agent in 2017 nice. my first agent rather so i've been at it let's say three years nice and um so, like, comparing from then to, like, now, how how are you managing through COVID being an actor? 
Well, I never stopped creating. Um, one of the things about COVID, um, it made you, made me and others I know to adapt. Right. So as opposed to going to a casting office for your audition, everything is either like we're on Zoom or it's a video audition and you submit it. Right. So you take the travel out of it. You, you take the idea of being around others out of it. Um, which wasn't hasn't been an issue for me, but you, you you take that out of it, and you're in the you're in your own home. Um, also, I stay creating, so I've, I've written poems, I recorded poems over music, I participated in plays via Zoom productions, and then once things started to start back up, um, Amazon's DGs specifically, we tested on set, right? Um, so that was fine, and there were productions I went to where they tested you first, to, or at the very least checked your temperature and you were separated and you masked up and what have you unless you were speaking and then the mask went back up so um one of the biggest things for me internal was internal being around my family being at home uh getting more time to myself uh, figuring things out and i took a class finally this year i hadn't taken a class a formal class uh, as far as acting was concerned so i took that with the actors in action um conservatory and that was very helpful um, in some of the techniques, Meisner especially, uh, that I was able to pick up and learn um, and apply to my skill set. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it's been what it is, but we make the best of any situation. And 2020 has been a stellar year. And I can't agree with when people say, are we going to cancel? No, it's been a great year uh, for me, uh, professionally and personally. It's been a great year. Right, and there's there's a lot of more uh, opportunities for people um, now, yes. um, and also like for me, there's not really like a pressure factor because like when you go in yes. to like so many people and just standing in front of um, like the casting directors and the agents and stuff uh, with doing these Zoom calls or just send, sending in video submissions for the part is not much pressure. You can be yourself. You can prepare better. And uh, that way you can get the part that you want. So I yeah. think it that aspect helps, you know. Very much so. I, I totally agree with that. Um, on, on the same tangent, the Moth uh, Storytelling Slams, you would go to a venue. Right. You go to a venue, you pay your money, you go to a venue, you wait your turn. Sometimes you don't get caught. Well, you've driven somewhere from your home to go to these places. Now... Uh, you don't leave anywhere. You get on a Zoom call. Right. And not just for Chicago. I've been able to go and win in other cities and uh, one in Australia. So you can go other places and interact and share your story um, without leaving your home. And if you're not called, it's a bummer still. You know, you, you always want to get called. But you haven't left your home. You've been in your kitchen. You've been in your attic or whatever. And you just say, okay, I didn't get called. And you, you use a couple of hours at a time. But you haven't left your house. You haven't gone out in the weather or anything like that. Right. So it's definitely been it's definitely been advantageous in that regard. So, um, how is it being an international storyteller? Because I know you said um, you just uh, were able to participate in Australia, and I'm pretty sure you've uh, participated and told your story in other places. So, what is that? What is yes. that? What is that like for you? Um. When I won in Australia, you have to understand the time difference. Right. I had to be up at uh, the, 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 the slam started at 4.30 a.m. So I was up at 4. 
um, our time here right. to compete. And by the time people were waking up, or if they were awake by 6 o'clock or what have you, I had already won, made my post, and then went back to sleep. Um, it was exhilarating because, one, unless I traveled to Australia, I never would have gotten a chance to compete there. Right. And you hear storytellers from different places. Someone from Australia, someone was from Japan, somebody else was from England. I've also competed in the UK. Um, so you get to hear and meet and interact with different people. So, and that's always good. That always expands, not only the storytelling aspect of things, but just your uh, interaction with people right. that you never would have interacted with, you know, in quote unquote normal times. So right. it's, it's, it's really fun, really exhilarating. Um, do you have any like um, inspirational messages or um, little advice you could give to like our uh, viewers who are just up and coming actors and you know are just starting out or anything? Because you know you have been um, been doing it for a while. You you've been uh, getting these roles, uh, commercials, big yep. time um, yep. TVs and movies and stuff, and you're an international storyteller. So if you could just uh, provide yeah. some like little insight for like the up and coming actors who are listening. First thing I want to say is, uh, thank you, Derek, for taking the time out, scheduling this call and having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, second thing, no comment. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, second thing, I want to discourage people from using, um, no, let me, I'll make it a dinner. I want to encourage people to whatever it is you want to do. If 2020, has taught you absolutely nothing. It has taught you to go right now. If you want to take a class, go take the class. If you say, hey, I'd like to act in a play, find out where uh, auditions are for a play or write your own play. Right. Act in a play. Find the, find the ways. There are different places that Harvard plays. There's some, not, everything isn't just Broadway. There are plays you can act in. You want to be in a movie, find anything. Start off. Find the auditions. Find what you have to do. Audition, go. You want to you want to you want to go out to dinner, even during the COVID. Hey, take the necessary precautions. Whatever you want to do, don't meander, don't procrastinate. Go, G E A U X. I like the French spelling of it. All caps. Go, because you don't want to say, "Oh, I wish I would have," or I, "I I should have a go." Right. Because you can always make the adjustment if it doesn't go your way. Right. Go. Just, just, just go. Um, and before I end, um, I like to, as I do all things uh, this year, I like to dedicate this interview to the member of Morgan Lewis Livingston. Um, love you very much. Uh, and again, Derek, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Can you just uh, repeat that last part? You kind of just muffled up a little bit. Oh, sure. Okay. I said, as in all things I've done um, this year, I would like to dedicate this interview to the memory of Morgan Denise Livingston. I love you very much. Miss you. Thank you. Thank you very much, James. Talk soon, brother. I have a good one, man. You too. Peace.